We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What up, Irish Breakdown Nation? I am Vince D'Addario. I am the football analyst here at irishbreakdown.com. And you will notice that I am not currently joined by my partner in crime, Brian Driscoll, and he's the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. But he will be here in just a moment. Uh, He was just finishing up a business call, so uh, he is going to join us in just, just a moment. Uh, but we're, we're obviously at a weird time. It's, it's 4 o'clock Eastern. Uh, that is not our normal time. Uh, but there were some technical difficulties with StreamYard and Facebook and I guess all kinds of things. I don't know. But uh, we couldn't go at our normal time. So we decided we're not going to leave everybody hanging. We're still going to have a show today. Um, and so we're going to have that show now. And that show is going to be about the quarterback situation at Notre Dame. And we kind of hinted around at this yesterday when we were doing our upon further review show uh, that the quarterback position is a is one that needs to be talked about uh, because this team does not have a quarterback problem; it has an offensive line problem that has led to other problems. Yes. So I, I think that that's the easiest way to put it, right, Brian? As I'm jumping in the show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. <laughs> No, your point is, Vince, is the quarterback problem is a byproduct of something else. Correct. And and I have an article coming out here very soon uh, that's going to talk about it. You know, like, look, uh, the, the quarterback play is not good, right? We're not going to sit here today and tell you the quarterback play has been good from any of the quarterbacks because it hasn't been. There's been sure. spurts from each guy. Jack's had some good moments. Drew's had some good moments. Tyler's had some good moments. The quarterback play is not good. And no matter how much Brian Kelly tries to spin it as an issue of something else, it it all boils down to the offensive line. However, that doesn't mean you don't have quarterback decisions to make. And that's what today we're going to focus on. Yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, the the line may be leading to something, but it's still up to the quarterbacks at the end of the day to do what you got to do to to do that. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it looks – Vince, you look always look so much different when you get your hair cut. I'm sorry, I just I'm like so distracted by this. <laughs> you know, you, you don't rock the hat. You, you know, you got the nice little cool gel in. You know, uh, well, yeah, I, I wait so long that I look shaved. like a new human being yeah. when I actually get my hair yeah. cut. You know, it yeah. felt like 
it felt like uh, it was infected by the game. Right. And I just needed to right. just get rid of everything. So right. I did that. So. so Vince, to me, you know, we can talk about the offensive line for every show, but we're not going to do that. That's lazy and boring. Yeah, I agree. And monotonous. Yep. Uh, so what we're going to discuss is, okay, the line is what it is. This is if this is where you are if you're Tommy Reese. The line is what it is. Jeff Quinn's not going to become Harry Heastan tomorrow. Nope. Right? The line is what it is. Are there things that they can do to get better? Sure. Yeah, definitely. But there are things that he's going to have to figure out to do, Tommy Reese, to say, okay, well, how can we maximize the quarterback situation? And uh, I love that last comment by David Knight. I know that's what you're reacting to. Yes, it was. Um, <laughs> there are things the quarterbacks – you have to do with your quarterbacks in your offense to say, hey, look, we can't just say, hey, we're going to keep doing the same stuff. It's not working. Oh, gee, it's all the offensive line's fault. Nope, that's not how it works. No. you got to figure out what you got to do to get it to that next level. And so that's where we're at with Notre Dame. And I think there are positives and there are negatives to all three of these quarterbacks. And that's the thing that a lot of people – are doing right now. And that's what I see. I'm seeing it on in our chat. I'm seeing it on the message board at ours breakdown. I'm seeing it on Twitter, seeing it on Facebook. Jack Cohn's the problem. Put in Drew Pine and it's all better now. Right? I'm seeing a lot of no. No, that's not it. And we saw that in the second half on Saturday. So the the prop but but each of these quarterbacks can have to handle knowing that they're going to be playing in front of a bad offensive line. Right. So we're going to discuss today the positive and negative with each quarterback, what we think Notre Dame will do and what Notre Dame should do. And knowing knowing Notre Dame, they're probably going to announce something right when we're in the middle of our show. That's just kind of how it seems to go <laughs> with us. But that's what we're going to talk about, Vince. So, you know, to me, Vince, let's start off with just kind of talking about what we're seeing from the quarterback position and okay. what some of the concerns are and what we think you can do when you have a bad offensive line, what – what, what, what can be done, you know? And I think that's the, yeah. you know, I think the, the thing, the first thing is people talk about is mobile quarterback. Okay. That's part of it. The other thing you could say is, well, there's things you can do schematically. So when you sit there and look at it and you say, okay, first in order to pick a quarterback, you have to figure out what are you going to do schematically to protect Bingo. your line? Bingo. Then you that, figure out the quarterback yeah. that fits that best. So what are the right. things that you, that, that you look, I'm the head coach. I'm coming to you venture my OC <clears> and I'm asking you, Okay, so what can we do? Look, and hopefully the line's going to get better. We're going to work on it. We're going to be on coach to get better. But in the meantime, what's our plan? What can we do? What can we do? Yeah, so basically you, you have to start – you have to grant yourself the premise that the offensive line is an issue, right? We, we That has to be the – the untold, or the, the, I mean, the, the the toll that like that's the um, what are we talking about? Like a science experiment? Like you know, that's the. Um, uh, I wish I was a science teacher. I'm sitting in a science room, and that's what brought it up. But uh, um, you know, that's the overlying thing. That's the whatever. I can't even come up with the name, and I apologize. But uh, uh, so the it offensive line is good. Though. good. It was going to be good. I, yes, I, I knew it was going to yeah. be good analogy if you could remember it. If I could, if I could come up with the name. Yeah, the constant. There we go. The constant. I think that's a science word. So mm -hmm. it that's the constant. So you have to understand that that's what's going to happen, right? So how? What do you need to do? Okay. Well, we've got two very very good running backs. We've got skill guys that can catch the football. Uh, so how can we get them the football in a manner that is going to be quick? Is going to be something where we're not going to tax our offensive line, right? 
the dependent variable. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate that. The dependent variable. You the man. I appreciate that. I could that. have sat here for the next hour trying to figure that out, and I would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. The reason I got into coaching, folks. I'm just yeah, absolutely. The dependent variable. I appreciate that. Um, so you have to understand what you have and what you don't have. We don't have a very good offensive line. We have skill guys that are very talented, okay? So we have to decide how we're going to get them the football. Well, I think you need to stretch horizontally, right? You need to be able to get the football out from behind the offensive line as quickly as you possibly can. Give the perimeter. Of the, yes, to the perimeter, horizontally. Get it out there, right? So your offensive line isn't what is going to be the issue. But then once you establish the perimeter, then you can come back and you're not putting everything on your offensive line and you can still run the ball a little bit, okay? They, they showed that in their first run for 16 yards. They spread it out. The, you know Cincinnati was afraid that they were going to get to the perimeter and they ran the ball right up the middle. You put your offensive line in a position to be successful, okay? So if I'm, if I'm looking at, okay, what quarterback do I need? I need a guy with a quick release, Okay, I need a guy that has the arm to stretch the field because eventually that is something that we want to do because we have guys that can do that. But we also want to roll the quarterback. We want to get him outside the pocket. We want to move the offensive line, You know, shift the, the, uh, the protections a little bit. Um, that's the kind of stuff that we want to do. So then you start asking yourself, what quarterback is going to be the best for that? That's what I would do. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I think for me, I, I, I would even go further. <clears throat> Number okay. one, I think the perimeter throw is important. You need a quarterback that can get the ball quickly and accurately. Okay, and and that's that's the thing. It's not just about quick speed. It's about accuracy. It's mm-hmm. also about decision making. That's been one of my issues. That is on the quarterbacks. Okay, Crap, some of the pre-snap decisions that are happening. Jack Cohn and Drew Pine both missed big pre-snap reads on Saturday. That's not on the offensive line. Right. Not. And what you're talking that, about is going left or going right or you know pre-snap. Yes, what, or, what's the coverage or, look yes, like? like what's so happening? For, for one from Jack was they ran they they run a concept where essentially to the left it, it was the left on this play can be to the right it, it does that doesn't matter but they right. run to one side they run a swing screen okay so that's just the running back just going out like on a bubble from the backfield receivers to that side are both blocking down the field to the boundary all right we're gonna we're not gonna have this okay you're not we're not gonna have that. Uh, to the boundary, you've got a tunnel screen. So you've got one receiver, the tight end or receiver kind of working outside to block the corner. The outside receiver is going to kind of come inside on a tunnel screen, and then the right guard and right tackle are going to then work up to block. So you have double screens. As a quarterback, you pre-snap or looking, where do we have 
the leverage advantage? Where do we have the numbers advantage? Basically, which side is best? They ran a they ran this play against Florida State. The tunnel ended up coming open, but the pre-snap read was you go to the bubble. They ran the bubble, got nine yards. It's all good. Never went back to it, but it worked. They ran it again on Saturday, and Jack threw the bubble, but that's that should not have been the read. They were out-leveraged. The perimeter blockers were out, were out-leveraged. They cur- the numbers weren't bad, but the leverage was bad. And when you're out-leveraged wide, then you want to come inside of that. Well, the tunnel is the one that comes inside. The bubble is if you're out-leveraged, the bubble's screwed. You're just going to have to make somebody miss. But, you know, Cincinnati does have some decent speed on the back end of their defense, and they're able to close and tackle for a you know three-yard loss. And so that was a bad decision. I felt that both of Drew Pine's third and fourth down decisions on that first drive he was in the game were bad pre-snap decisions. The guys he threw to were covered, but that's not who he should have thrown to. Those are not decisions that are put on the offensive line. Those are 100% put on the quarterbacks. So this is not a offensive line is the only problem. It is the predominant problem. So I think decision-making has to be part of that. And, and to me, this is also why one thing you have to do is you have to pick a guy mm-hmm. because reps, the fact that they're none of them are getting the dominant quarterback starter reps is hurting all of them. And, and that's why people say, well, you know, Drew was great. Well, what's happening is, is we're, we're ignoring Drew's flaws that we've already seen in games because he's not Jack, right? We were doing it with Tyler Buckner early in the season and we tried to tell people, hey, Tyler's going to need time and now people are not worried about him anymore right some some uh so but again that's going to be a, a bigger issue but it's got to come out quickly and accurately but schematically it also has to be about you've got this is why rpos are so important because later in the game they tried to run that inside zone with the spread out box and got blown up because cincinnati had seven guys crashing because they were at that point in time they kind of had picked up on some notre dame's tendencies when notre dame is in a wide stack they were running the ball inside so Cincinnati crashed it, and Notre Dame didn't pull it and throw it out. They got to pull it and throw it out. That's why the RPO is so important. So I think that's part of it too, Vince, is decision-making. And you have to have a quarterback that can stretch the field because here's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You come out that first half, and you're picking them apart. You're getting it all quick. We're burning bubbles. We're running slants. We're running slide routes. We're running flood concepts. We're doing RPOs, and the quarterback's 14 of 18 for 175 yards, three touchdowns, and we look phenomenal. Second half, a little bit better. But you know what's going to happen on next week when they have that film to watch? Hey, this kid didn't complete a single pass pass beyond 12 yards. Okay, so we're going to take that short stuff away real quickly. We're going to come up, play press. Our D linemen are going to be getting their hands up because we're not going to be as worried about the pass rush. We're going to come off collision, get a push, but then get your eyes on the quarterback, get your hands up. We're going to come up, and we're going to, as soon as we see that wide receiver blocking, we're going to crash it hard. Now, all of a sudden, you have room to go. So what do you have to do to beat that? you got to be able to throw the ball down the field. And so you also have to have a quarterback that's willing and able to throw the ball down the field. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have the biggest arm and the best arm, because I would I would argue that Jack Cohn throws a better deep ball than Drew Pine. But right now, Jack Cohn's not throwing the deep ball the way he needs to because he's concerned about the pressure. So sometimes it's about a willingness as well. So what we talked, Ian Book had a stronger arm than a lot of people thought. We talked about this. It was never an arm talent problem for Ian Book. It was a, it was a mental problem. Right. Well, Jack's struggling with that right now. And it's getting mm-hmm. him out of his game. So that's got to be part of it, too. So to me, you've got to be able to stretch the ball. You have to have a quarterback that's able to throw on the run. And I'm not talking about scrambles. I'm talking about designed run. Rollouts. You know. Sprint outs, yeah. bootlegs, nakeds, all that stuff. 
that's got to be part of it too, because you have to be willing to get the ball outside. And now there are things you need to do schematically in the run game too, that don't have to do with this. You know, some Michael Johnson talked about, you know, getting quick pitches and we've talked about the jets and the shovels, those things need to be a part of it too, but those don't really have to do with the quarterback as far as who's, who the quarterback is. So those are things to me, Vince, that I also need to see as sure. part of this decision as well. They all have to be part of it. So now who fits that best? That's to me kind of the question. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through each quarterback. And if this is, if you're looking for a, a show that's going to say Jack Cohn sucks and he brings no value, get rid of him, uh, you tune out now because that's not who we are, right? That's emotional stuff that, no, we're going to talk real football here. What are the things Jack does well? How can you get him going? What are the things Drew do, does well? What can you do to get him going? What is the role for Tyler Buckner? Because I think we both agree right now, handing the keys over to the entire thing to Tyler Buckner is not the answer right now. Would you agree with that, Vince? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about the two quarterbacks. To me, the one thing that is out of the conversation now, this is not a prepare for next year situation. It's not. Nope. This is a how do you go out and win your next game situation. This is still about going 11-1 and one now. This is about beating Virginia Tech and then getting yourself ready to, to move forward and win. We are not going to get into the whole um, – we're not going to get into the whole uh, prepare for next year thing. If you're starting Drew Pine, it's because you think Drew Pine – Gives you the best opportunity to, the best win to win now. Tomorrow, like Saturday. Correct. Right. right? And and so here's, here's some of the things. So let's start with Jack Cohn. I think the thing that, that is easy to say is, boy, if you could just figure out a way to get that game one Jack Cohn back, whew, you know, that's great. Yeah. Um, but that's not that's not going to happen, right? I mean, you're, I don't think that guy's there anymore because I think because of the hit. So what is Jack Cohn doing now? I still think Jack Cohn is their best decision maker uh, on a snap-to-snap basis. He made a horrible decision at the end of the, at the, end of the first drive. But he's, if you if you go back and watch the game, he still made a higher percentage of good pre-snap reads compared to Drew. Okay, that's one. And I still think Jack is their best deep ball thrower. Still, I mean, he's got to get better, but he's still their best deep ball thrower. I think those are two things that we see. I think, and I think Jack throws the ball well on the run. Would you agree with all all three of those things? I don't know that I've seen enough to say that he throws well on the run. Um... Well, that, we that's the only thing the I pushed spring. back on. I'm saying he can throw on the run. Okay. I mean, because we've seen it. We saw in the spring, threw some boot, nice bootlegs. Had that great throw on the run to Braden Lindsay on a bootleg, right, against Florida State. And, he, and then you go back and watch the Wisconsin film. He was good on bootlegs. It was something okay. he was good at on film. Um, so, but he does he does that well, in my opinion. The concern I have with him on the run, however, is if he's out there, if I'm, an, if I'm another team, I'm going to say, I'm dare you to run. He's not a threat to run. Agreed. No matter what Brian Kelly says, and you're talking about, in, you're talking about in in like zone tucking reads. it. No, I'm talking about when he sprints out, boots oh, out. Okay, gotcha. I'm like, if I'm a flat defender, I'm not attacking the quarterback. I'm staying depth, and I'm not letting, I'm not giving him a throwing lane. I'm gonna make gotcha. you run because I'm gonna tackle you two yards down the field. Right. I'm not gonna let you do throw the ball behind me. So I think that's the rub, right? That's the negative. So um, still, still the best decision maker so far. And, and we'll get into what that means for Drew Pine here in a second because he is a fifth-year senior. Um, real quick, Scott Fessler, appreciate this very, very, very much. Um, so you, you look at it and you say, okay, decision-maker, deep ball potential is there, 
right? Because all of this is a guess because none of these guys have shown all this in games consistently. And then you look at and say, okay, he, he can throw on the run. What are the negatives, Vince? He brings you no value as, an, as a read zone guy. Correct. He brings you no value when plays break down. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Do you want to push back on that? Yep. Um, no, I, I don't, I'm not pushing back on that at all. I think, okay. I think I would like it if he was a little bit more willing of a runner. Um, yeah, like he, and I'm like not, he did for two plays against Wisconsin. Correct. He needs to do that more often. But correct. He's, he's and, not. and that's here. That's not a physical capability. That's between the ears. Like you, mm-hmm. you have to be a willing runner on that because you don't need to be Ian Book in the run game, Mm-mm. right? And and frankly, Ian Book didn't do a lot of zone reads. It was scrambles right, and things passes. like that. That's how he got his yards. So, um, But you have to be willing to pull and run in order to make zone reads effective. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's willing, per se, to do that. So mm-hmm. I, would, I, would, I would classify that in the negative category. Right. I think also I would argue – and I think you might actually disagree with this one. If you break down the game on Saturday and some of the throws that Drew Pine made on uh, against Wisconsin, Jack Cohn on a snap-to-snap basis is still the more accurate quarterback from a ball placement standpoint. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think that uh, – are we comparing? Do we Is that where we want to go right now, or we want to talk yeah, about well, Drew I mean, later? We get to, we'll get to him, but I think okay. – but we're still kind of yes, focusing I, on – I would, I would agree know. with that. I was going to give my reasons why, but I'll agree right. with that. Go ahead. Uh, so, but then you look at it and you say, but, but here's the big rub for Drew. What's happening with, with Jack, or excuse me, with Jack Cohn, what's happening with Jack Cohn right now, it, it's not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. And my issue with that is, I don't know if you can recover from that. We right. haven't seen many quarterbacks at Notre Dame get to that point where they know, like they, they, they get in that funk and they just get out of it. Right. That's my, that's my concern with Jack. So those are the negatives with with Jack. Yeah. Uh, here's a here's yeah. one more negative with Jack. If you uh, here's one negative to not starting Jack. And you and look, we're giving you what coaches have to think about as they absolutely. Make this, decision. this would this is we're this is basically if you and I were the coaches at Notre right. Dame or in right. this situation, this is what the conversation you that you and I are having. One of them you have to have yeah. is if you if you bench Jack now, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot harder to go back to him if the need is there. That's fair. That's a concern. You that's not going to sway your decision if you if you if you decided another guy's better, you don't then start the other guy cuz you don't want to lose him. That that's just, but it 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 is half of the equation you have to you have to to think about, okay? So those that's the rub and then you look at how he fits into that. So let's talk Drew Pine. Let's talk okay. about I think the biggest thing is right now we have yet to see Drew mentally suffer because of the hits and he's been hit. Agreed. You know, Drew has not had clean pockets uh, all the time when he, now he had, we, we talked about why they had a little bit more clean pockets in the second half on Saturday. Part of that was what Cincinnati was doing, but he has still been hit and, and move and, you know, pressured and all that kind of stuff. It hasn't bothered him so far. Now it's early. And again, being the backup quarterback is a whole different animal than being the starter, but you don't ever know how a guy's going to handle that till you actually start him. You can't, you just have to give him that chance. I think that's the biggest thing for me, Vince, that the difference between the two. I think Drew, I would argue too, that Drew has a faster release. Yeah. They, speed, well, they did a not, timing not, thing not on it. Decision making, but just, just from a physical standpoint, just right. gets, he gets rid of it quicker. And I thought, and I, I, I actually thought that Jack has a quick release 
compared to, you know, Ian Book because he was the last starter, right? And I, that's who we've seen for three years. I think Jack has a quicker release than Ian. But I think now that I've seen Drew on a, more, a little bit more of a regular basis, I would say Drew has a faster release than both of them. Yes. I think the other thing that, that you look at Drew and you say, I don't think like, – like Drew Brees kept calling him a, an outstanding athlete. He's not an outstanding athlete. He's an okay athlete. Well, Drew but Brees sees himself in the mirror when he looks at Drew Pine. That's totally, totally let's true. let's be real clear on totally that. True. And totally he true. he's like, oh yeah, you know, welcome to the under six foot club and all. I mean, right. he right. sees himself, so right. of course he's going to root for Drew right. Pine. And I have no problem with that. That's cool. But here's something <laughs> else. I don't think that. I don't think that Jack Cohn is a better athlete than people realize. Drew Pine is not that much of a better athlete than Jack Cohn. The difference is, is, is Drew is willing to use his athleticism where Jack does not. Jack gets into a very heavy-footed drop-back stance, and then once he sees pressure, he – Crumbles. He, not crumbles, but he – Yeah, he just – he looks for it. Yeah. Drew yep. keeps his eyes downfield. We saw it on a play where he kind of stayed back. He he drifted back where Jack kind of Jack's tendency is to kind of go up, which is this is something that Brian Kelly did talk about is is a difference between a guy under center that's going because when when you're under center you go back then up. When you're in the shotgun you go back and you stay. That's a big difference. Drew Pine is a shotgun quarterback. Always has been a shotgun quarterback. That is a coaching mistake that the Notre Dame coaches should have been beating that out of Jack from day one. Like that, right. that should not have become a problem. He's been at Notre Dame now for 10 months. Okay. That should not have been a problem. That's a coaching problem. And so to me, Drew is more willing to keep his eyes downfield and use his legs to make a play. Like, like when you watched him scramble for 11 yards, I was not thinking, wow, what an athlete. He's re in book reincarnated. I'm like, no, that's not what you see. But what you saw was a kid that stayed back. Stayed back, kept buying time, kept buying time. And then when he decided to run, there was nobody there. That's a, that's called a smart quarterback. That's an yeah, instinctive right. quarterback. Um, I think that you have been talking, Vince. You're, you've been, I know there's one thing you've been wanting to say about Drew Pine this whole time, and it's something you've been talking about from day one. You're talking about the speed of his throws and stuff like no, that? What no, are you, what are you the intangible to? aspect, Sorry. just how people <laughs> respond to him. Oh, what yeah. What you talk about every time we've yeah. ever brought up Drew Pine. Yeah, team. and that's – and that's the one thing that really stood out to me because look, when I'm as a coach, you you don't look just for what you see, you know, between the lines and things like that. You look for intangibles and you look for things that are important. And and, and as a quarterback, look, the position is a leadership position. It just is, mm -hmm. right? And he has those qualities. I mean, right. he is the emotional leader outside of Kyron Williams, obviously, but he's an emotional leader. Like he is again. When in practice, and I've explained this before, but like when you're in practice and you've got, you know, the position groups off in their own little corners, kind of doing their own thing, and then they come together for like seven on seven or they come together for team. He's the first one to greet that position group coming over to join the quarterbacks, mm -hmm. high fiving everybody. Before everybody the game on Saturday, he's the one hitting yeah. Drew Jack in the head. He's hitting Tyler. He's going up to people, you know, like maybe he maybe he's hitting Jack a little too hard, concussed him a little bit or something like that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that, that, but that's, and that's something too that, that, I think in, in in on last year's team, I'm gonna say this, Vince. You tell me if you agree or disagree. Okay. On last year's team, Jack Cohn's calm demeanor is exactly what I think that team could have used. Not not in comparison to Ian Book. I mean, this isn't a, an Ian versus Jack. It's just a 
Jack's personality and does it fit better on last year's team or this year's team? Jack's calm demeanor, I think, fit last year's team. But I also think that with the way that things are going this year, they almost need a quarterback that's going to kind of get in some people's face and say some things. And Jack's not. That's not who Jack is. No. I mean, and players have said it. They haven't said it in an insulting manner. They haven't said it in an insulting manner. But it, it, it's, it's to me, it's more of a, like you said, like when I watch Drew and I break down the film, the thing that you'll you'll realize if you're if you if you break down the not you Vince the people listening if you break down the film, and actually somebody just just said it right here, if you break down the film on a snap by snap basis, Jack Cohn's still their best quarterback. Just efficiency of the offense, right? Just making decisions, getting the ball out, stuff like that. The difference is for me, Drew's. Like Jack's highs are higher, but his lows are lower because, and I think a lot of it is that right, that right there. I think to me, Jack doesn't seem to handle the pressure of the moment as well as Drew does, if that makes sense. No, I think I think Matt D kind of hit it right on the head here. He said Drew seems to have some of an it factor about him. He may not be the best athlete or passer, but his confidence in himself. And his ability seems to be there, in my opinion. Right. I would agree right. with that. Right. I would absolutely agree with that. And here's that. how that benefits you. If it, you, and this is something you have to, because we're kind of weighing now a little bit, Vince, the two. Mm-hmm. The negatives of Drew to me are he doesn't have a great arm, right? You, you know, he's not, his accuracy is not great. I think he tries to overcompensate for that at times. And I think it can make him inaccurate. Yes, and and he, I, he he's got he to show me to throw the yeah. ball too hard, and he tries to show yeah. off, like, well, hey his, man, I can his throw this arm too. fifteen and down is pretty yeah. good. Sure. When I say strong arm, I'm referring to banging that post over the top. Can he make that throw to, to Avery Davis that we saw? Right. We, to do? we haven't seen know. that. Yeah, we haven't seen uh, him try it he, yet. He threw a thirty-something yard touchdown that was totally un underthrown. But again, that's okay. I'm I'm not necessarily. But we don't know if he can throw the ball down the field. Right. That's a, that's a concern of mine. Sure. Uh, he te- he still shaky with his decisions and his his timing at times like a young quarterback here's the rub however the only way to fix that is to play it more i mean that's that's the thing is like you have to look at and say okay well well, you can't fix these things in practice with drew the only way to fix it is to play them yeah absolutely And, and, and that's the rub right the things that we see from jack uh you know that that you know that that I'll put it to you like this: the things I see from Jack that are causing him to stumble right now are not things that I necessarily think that you can you can necessarily work out of him. You know what I mean, Vince? Like I don't know if I can get him to not worry about the pressure. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I can can all of a sudden fix his footwork in the middle of the season. That's the thing you have to decide. If you didn't mm-hmm. fix that before, now it's not going to get fixed. Now six games right. for a quarterback, it's. A little different for linemen and receivers because they're somewhat simple, simple changes. For a quarterback, it's a completely different animal. Whereas Drew's flaws, a lot of events can be corrected with just experience. Sure. That that that's kind of where I keep going back and forth on, and, and why I keep you know going back and forth on this. I'm sorry. Putting somebody in timeout here, real quick. Um, <laughs> So, you know, to me, that's kind of where that that's where I, I look at it is I don't know if I can fix Jack's problems right now. Mm-hmm. 
And part of me says, here's an, here's another thing to, for consideration that, that we have to discuss. Jack Cohn has played one game where he was the only quarterback to step foot on the field. Game one. That was game one. We saw what he did. Now, you can look at that and say, is that the reason or not? The second game, he came out, You know, he had the strip sack, but they were moving the ball okay against Toledo early. They just had the turnovers. They went down a score in the first drive of the game, correct, against Toledo? Correct. And they were they were in past midfield in the next drive, and he got hit from behind, right? And then pretty soon after that, they bring Tyler Buckner in. And the offense never really got going again until fourth quarter when you brought – you know, you brought Jack back in to, to do that. Third game, you did the same thing. You bring in Tyler Buckner. Now the offense was sputtering a little earlier than that. So is it because that is Jack struggling because he's not getting into a rhythm? You look at Saturday. I mean, we talked about this last night. Jack Cohn goes first drive of the game, goes down, gets him inside the 10-yard line, throws the pick, horrible play. Next drive, they move the change. You have some mistakes by other people that stall it. And then the next thing you know, he's not back on the field till it's 10 to nothing. Right. It's a whole quarter later. So you say, okay, so does Jack deserve another shot where it's just him? Or is it saying, okay, you know what? Like, this is who Jack is, and we have to move on. I think that's at the end of the day, the conversation. Yeah. And and I I wonder what the conversation is that's taking place at Notre Dame. Somebody said that uh, he just told the players at practice. I don't know how they would yeah, know we're that. Not, but we're not going to. We're not going to. <laughs> but I, I, it's it's a conversation that needs to be had because you do need to figure out what's best for your team right now. And I I understand when people are saying, you know, I, I don't understand why people are saying this is a lost year and all that. I think that's that's ridiculous. That's overly emotional. Yeah, that's uh, not going to be part of our conversation today. This is not a lost. I completely year. agree. This is not benching that's all fine. the veterans. Yeah, this is right. We're, we're we're trying to have a real football conversation yes. today. You need not to pick, an emotional one. You need to pick the quarterback that gives you the best opportunity to win right now. Right. And you, I, I, I tend to agree with you that some of the things that are worrying me about Jack Cohn that weren't worrying me in the preseason, they weren't worrying me after game one, um, are worrying me now, and I don't know that you can fix them. And that's the biggest issue for me um, because it's all up here. You know, the, the, the one gal who's the sports psychologist, she's got her work cut out for her if she needs to get him where he needs to be. And the only way to get him better is to have him in the game. Right. But do you take that chance and lose that series because he's hearing footsteps? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's that's tough. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not a professional at that. I don't know how to break him of that. So from a coaching standpoint, if that's what I'm seeing over and over and over at this point, then I have to look at, okay, does the next guy give us a better opportunity to win? And do his limitations, his things that we are seeing that aren't the way we want them to be, are those fixable? And can we work on those things? And how, mu how much more time can you take to see if it – you know what I mean? Like Right. Ab no. Okay, I'm, you're absolutely. playing Virginia Tech on the road this weekend. You can't take another would, L. This season would, is not – to your point, this season is not lost. Right. I think the problem, Jack Vince, Vince, to me, Jack has the same problem that Ian Book had. He sees, he's seeing the rush. Yep. The difference is yep. Zane was athletic enough to at least do something about it. He often didn't do what we wanted him to do, but he, he no, <laughs> you know, like you'd get mad that he'd get out of the pocket and scramble and lose a yard. Well, I take that as opposed to getting sacked for a nine yard loss right now. I get that, you know, and, and that's that's the that's the issue with Jack is it's it's a mental issue. It's not a technical issue. 
his misses are mental issues. They're not technical issues. Most of them, not all of them. Some of them are technical issues. You know, a couple of those underthrown balls to Brain Lindsay. So, you know, to me, the reality is, is that that I don't think Jack knows how to function with the pressure that he's taking right now. Drew right. Pine at least mentally hasn't hasn't lost it, hasn't hasn't dealt with that yet. No, and it's clear that he hasn't dealt with it because he's stepping into the pocket and getting right. hit at the same time. And it's he's not looking to bail. Um, I, I agree right. with that. And now, again, he has limitations. Yes. And we can we can talk about some of those specifically. Um, but I think they're more things that you can work on if he's getting the majority of the snaps in practice. Um, I, I think those are things that you can work on. I, I think things were sped up for him a little bit in the game, and therefore he was speeding up his mechanics a little bit. I think that's part of it. I do. Um uh-huh. I, but I think that's stuff that you can. That's a game more, speed issue. Yes, the right. more experience you get, the more game speed you get. I think the better that that will slow, become. He's got to slow. Yeah. It, Drew's got to slow down up here. Jack has that, to speed up. That's correct, the because there's a fine line in being in, in being all jacked up and, and excited and hyper and getting your teammates jacked up, but then slowing things down up here right. and playing the game. Because you can get yourself so jacked up yeah. that you're like, you know what or I mean? You like throw three yeah. crossing routes, 100 miles an hour. <laughs> right, right. There's a fine line there, and 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 the good ones can balance that, right? right? And, and he and needs to work on that. So yeah. we've kind of hinted around, around and around and around, Vince. So I'm the head coach. I, I come down, Vince. You're my OC. You're my quarterback mm-hmm. coach. At the end of the day, okay, who are we starting on Saturday? Who 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 are we starting on Saturday? Who in your mind? Again, we're not predicting what Notre Dame's going to do. Right. I think it's kind of. I think. I think we know what Notre Dame's going to do, right? I mean, can we I be think honest we about too. that? Why is Brian Kelly saying, I'm going to meet with the quarterback? This is one of the things he said at his press conference today. I'm going to meet with the quarterbacks, and we're going to you know, decide. What's... That sounds exactly like what he said when he was going to announce that that Jack was the starter. If Jack Cohn's still the starter, why does he need to meet with the quarterbacks? Right, exactly. So Jack's the starter. It's, it's, right. it's done. I think, I think they're going to go Drew Pine. Would, I, would you make that same decision? I would. I would right now. I would make that same decision. You and I were kind of mm-hmm. talking about it in the middle of the game about just the somebody said Vince traits. Uh, but we were talking about kind of the traits that Drew brings to the table. And then and you know, we know what his limitations are. We get it. But I think right now for this team, I think I think Drew is the right decision. And I feel I do I feel bad for Jack. I do, because I really feel like if this was last year's offensive line, I think I think he's getting Heisman talk. Because he's sitting back there and he's picking defenses apart. Mm-hmm. I, I I believe that. I really do. Um, he he made a bad decision because he didn't know that O line U uh, got shut down. Like he didn't know right. that that was going to happen. You know, right. um, and and that's unfortunate for him. And and it, it sucks. But for the team right now, I think Drew Pine right. is the best option. So you agree with Robert, who says I played college football. Pine brings the energy and the quick release. He gives you the best chance to win. Also, where the heck is Rocco? Play the kid. Agree with that, but that's a Me different too. show. That's a different show, uh, but I agree with that too. Yes, agree with that too. <laughs> uh, but I, I think I think the part right here that people talk about is energy. Yeah. And for me, as a quarterbacks coach, ultimately I have to put a lot of value in that because I'm seeing the wind coming out of the sails of a lot of players on the team. Yeah. It's not Jack's fault. It's a frustration of the line, mm-hmm. the system, losing. 
there's just you can see it, Vince, right? You can mm-hmm. see it building where the air is just kind of getting sucked out of the room. It is. It is. And fair or not, life's not fair. Football's definitely not fair. Because there's only uh, one quarterback spot. Right. There's three, four receivers. There's Jack, you know. Yeah. Jack doesn't have the personality to provide to like pump that back up. It's not fair to him. That's that's what would have made him so good on last year's team. But I think it's what has yeah. hurt him with the current circumstance of who this team is. Now it we shouldn't be here. Right. No, we shouldn't be here. Gosh, no. And and with, with I, better I, coaching, yeah. we're not here. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I agree with you in the fact that look, Drew Pine is probably one of the top three, four guys that is liked on this team. Would you would you agree with that? Just based on I think he's right up there. And I think he's easy to follow. And I think he's easy to, you know, get behind and, and get fired up for. Uh I'm not saying they're playing harder for him, but in the mm-hmm. situation that we're that that Notre Dame is currently in, yeah, I think it's easier to follow him. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Cause it's just that naturally natural personality. It's like, look, when you're all down and you're kind of frustrated, yeah. guy walks in the room and he's hyper and he's excited and he's just, you know, it just kind of says, you know, okay, Hey, let's something new. Right. And hopefully it can be the thing that kind of, Hey, you know, we let Jack down. Let's make sure we don't do the same thing to Drew. We've seen that before in sure. football. I mean, that happens. So I, I think that uh, P Money official to Super Chat, appreciate that. He says, Drew Pine needs to start the rest of the season. He's only going to get better with time. Jack's only going to get worse. There's a reason Wisconsin replaced that. Come no, on. I don't agree with that last part. Come on. Uh, Look, yeah. I guarantee you Wisconsin right now would take would Jack Cohen have Jack Graham Cohen Mertz back. in a Come on. Give me a break. I, I just know, don't understand why people have to turn this into <laughs> – why can't you just have a, 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 a football conversation – where you say right now, based on this thing, this thing, the other thing, I think this guy's a better guy. That's what we're trying to do. Right. I'm so like I booted somebody out already. Oh, Jack Cone suck. Don't be childish. Okay. That's not this ain't the channel for that. Okay. Jack Cone's not getting it done. We can all agree on that. Right. But to act as if like there's a reason Wisconsin got rid of him, okay, fine. Then then there's a reason that Ohio State, you know, passed on Joe Burrow. There's a reason that NC state decided Mike Glennon was a better quarterback for them at that time than Russell Wilson. Okay. Come on. Don't give me that. All right. Because Jack Cohen at Wisconsin was very good. And before the, the true problem of this team, Jeff Quinn in the line, Jack Cohn is the reason Notre Dame didn't lose to Florida state. Can we be honest about that too? If not for Jack Cohn in the opener, Notre Dame's three and two right now. Yeah. Okay. So let's not do that. Let's not be those fans. We're better than that at this place, and you're you're we're better than that. That doesn't mean we have to say Jack's been perfect and it's not all his fault. It some of it is not his fault. Some of it is his fault, and that's why I think you have to go with Drew, in my opinion, because right. I think Drew is is better prepared, mentally, personality wise, uh, style of play wise, in every way to say you have to give this spark. You have to take a shot at it. And if it doesn't work, then you're, this team is just – it is what it is. This is your chance to to write the course. Because you can say, well, you know, you're reacting to one – no, this has been building for several games. What we're seeing – what we saw on Saturday was building for several games. Notre Dame benefited from playing a Wisconsin team that you and I have been saying for months is just not that good. Yeah. And guess what? They're one and three, and they're not that good. And so – you're in a situation where you can lose every game you play from here on out if your defense has an off day. Can we agree on right. that? Yeah, absolutely. And you can't put that pressure on your defense. You've got to figure something out on offense. And here to me ultimately is is all the things we talked about, but ultimately here's the decision for me. 
I feel that as of right now, and again, we don't know how he's going to handle starting. You never really know some, how someone's going to be until they right. start. True. Right. But as of right now, when I look at this team, I say because I think they have playmakers, they need a quarterback that's willing to maybe be a little bit more of a gunslinger. Mm-hmm. And I think that that Drew is a little bit more of a gunslinger. I think he's, he's going to take some and, chances. Yeah, he's going to go nine that. and twenty, a nine of twenty-two, but he's right. going to throw for more yards and make more plays because he's going to get, yeah. get he's going to get the ball out to guys. Now, look, you, here's the thing: all of you that think Drew Pine's going to walk in the door and look like Drew Brees on Saturday, it's not going to happen. Not. Don't he's think gonna that make, that's going to happen, hey, man. Vince, you and I were talking about this. Like, let's look at some of the mistakes that Drew made. Right, third and five, bad decision. Fourth and five. You know he he's got to he's got to read somewhere else. There was another play. Uh, you and I were talking about. You thought he uh, missed. He threw a bad ball to Michael Mayer. Did you go back and rewatch that? Did you see what I was talking about? How that inside linebacker was coming out. That ball's yeah. got to go to Kevin Austin on a wide fade. Right. Kevin Austin had a step on Ahmed Gardner. Right. He tried to squeeze it into Mayer, and it ended up being behind because he didn't want it to get picked off by right. the linebacker, which I get. But that's a right. that's a no go. Like that's why best case scenario, it's an incomplete pass. You throw the ball down the field. Yeah. So Kevin Austin, give him a chance again because he had a step. They were running an in and a, so uh, Mayer was outside. Austin was inside. Mayer ran an, an like kind of like a quick under, almost like a slant, but more looked like an under. They ran like a wide fade with Kevin Austin. Austin had a step. You got to throw it to him. Right. Uh, but those are, again, the mistakes that you're going to make. When it's an experiential mistake. You need to see that and read it out, see it in lifetime, not against the scout team, but in live, live fire. Those are the things that Drew is going to make. He's going to make those mistakes. But I also feel like he's going to take some of those chances. Hey, I got Braden on a one-on-one. Let me give him a chance. You know, and yep. Yep. that's what they have to do. They have, to, they have to get the ball out to the playmakers. They have to be willing to take some of those chances. And when things break down, you need a guy that occasionally can say, okay, nobody's open. I can go do something with it. And that's what Drew did, that Jack was unwilling or unable. Or, you know, we could argue all day whether he's athletic or not or whatever. The case. It doesn't matter whether he's unable or unwilling. The fact is, is he wasn't doing it. And the couple little tucks and runs that he had against Wisconsin aren't really things that scare a defense. A quarterback willing to get on the outside, that scares a defense. Right. Much more so than a guy that's just going to tuck and run for six to eight yards. Now, so we've made our decision. Mm-hmm. There's two things that we have to figure out. Number one, what are changes you have to make to the offense? Okay. If you're going to make that decision. And what's the second thing? Mm-hmm. Just so I can think about all what's the second thing? Well, it'll you be said there's two. It'll you be, said I thought you said there were two changes that we that need to be yes, made. Yes, two things we need to address. Okay, what's the, the second? second thing? Will be Tyler Buckner's role. Okay, okay, we'll that was that the, that's the first thing I was thinking of. Okay, With, when Drew Pines in the game, yeah. what does your offense yeah. have to look like in order to allow him to be successful? And and John A. One, just in case we lose this, we will get to this. And this kind of this kind of transition. This is kind of a transition to what we're going to talk about. So let's just, I want to bring yeah, this up now. It's actually a really good. John point A. One says, how much of this on. is on Tommy Reese quarterback is another position that hasn't been developed along with wide receivers. Now the offensive line has joined the past four years. So how much of this is on Tommy Reese? We're going to find out. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because you so, can't, you can't just say, okay, well we had a Jack Cone game plan. It, if they go, cause we don't know if they go to Drew Pine, well, here's our Jack Cone game plan. Uh, now it's just ten instead of seventeen. I think you have to modify things a little bit, yes, uh, to to fit the play of uh, of Drew Pine. Because uh, with Jack, sure. a lot of their game plan was built on throwing the ball down the field. Correct, and I don't want them to take away all of that. There, there still has to be some shots. Yeah. 
but not four verts. Like I don't don't know that that needs to necessarily take place. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know yet what kind of quick decision maker that Drew Pine is. Do you have an Do you have a feel for that? I'm specifically referring to like RPO type stuff. Um, hey, real quick, Vince. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to find. We had a chat from a, from Mark. Do you are you still there? Where you have that? It's a, it was above. I'm at uh, 439 at the moment, but I can go all the way up to 432. Do you see anything from Mark? A super chat from Mark. A super chat. Okay. Yeah. I thought there were there were a couple super chats before we even started the show. And no, those... it was one that came in. Re- I saw it come in recently. Oh, okay. Then I probably yeah, yes, I've got it. Okay. Yep. Uh, Mark, thank you for the super chat, man. Appreciate it. it. Says big fan. Love what you do. I keep hearing that it's cone. Uh, that it's cone is better if he wasn't in his head. Doesn't that in itself make Pine better? Cone will. And, start. and that's kind of where where we're coming from. Yes. Yes. You know, that's where we're coming from. It does. That that's is the biggest detriment. We right can now. sit here and say all day. Look, if if this is this, this and this, Jack's got the better deep ball arm. Right. Jack's the more experienced. Jack's this. Jack's that. All of those things are true. But at the end of the day, yeah, because I felt like at we're, times we're, we're not seeing yeah. it right. One of the th- one of the things I wrote down when I was going over the film yesterday was. I felt like Jack short-armed a couple throws because he was anticipating getting hit. And that's been really happening for three games now. Right, exactly. Where he had some misses against Purdue that were that way. That right. he just – he kind of rushed it. Yeah. To Because yeah. to, he was anti- – and that's what I say. It's in his head. Right. And that's why I say I don't know if I can fix that. That that And, and that's kind of the, the, the point, Mark, is if, the, if, if it was just a technical thing, if it was just a, hey, he's having trouble adjusting to the shotgun – then I'd say you keep at it because it's going to click and he's going to be fine. If it was just a, he's still adapting to the speed of the receivers, and I'd say hey, you keep going with Jack because he's going to be fine. Sure. If it was just the offensive line, I'd say you keep going with Jack because he's going to be fine. There's some things you can do to protect the line, which we're going to talk about with Drew. But the fact is, is I think especially the last couple games, it's affected his play to the point where he's just not. He's not the quarterback. He's not a quarterback can do enough for you on his own to be effective when things are breaking down. Right. And, and that's why they had to keep seven right. in the box to help protect them. And, yeah. and that's where I would start. I want to get a couple of these super chats just so we don't mm-hmm. lose them. Brian, if you don't mind, mm-hmm. before we kind of jump into this, DBZ says to me, Drew has a little baker in him and I like it. Uh, but Kelly will start cone. Uh, and then there was another Drew one. Drew doesn't have Baker's arm strength. Right, that's the difference. Baker right. has a stronger from a mentality player. standpoint. A yeah. little bit of that. Drew's I don't... got a Drew's got a pretty good arm, fifteen and under. Uh, he, yeah. he he snaps that thing out quickly. But it, I'm more referring to like the the deep stuff. Yeah, and uh, Tiller yes. Reese, Tyler, I believe Tyler Reese. Excuse me. Says eleven and one is highly attainable. This could be an awesome year and may pay dividends if we can coach better. Hashtag go Irish. Well, and I think that's why we're trying to have an honest conversation about who the best quarterback right. is, because right. is, is, is that Tyler. Now there's some other things you said, I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, but in this regards, I, I'm with you. I'm not ready to throw the season away. And our, our decision that we're making here to say it's, it, it is time to give drew a chance is because I don't think it's time to throw the season away. I think there's a lot at stake this season and it's not just about, Oh, you're not playing for a championship. So, well, the young guys, Hey, you got a recruiting class you're trying to bring in. 
you got a 2023 class you're trying to bring in. You go eight and four because you're rebuilding, and all of a sudden those kids are going to be like, yeah, Notre Dame's not as close as we thought they were. Right. right. I think number one. Number two, there's a lot of lessons you need to teach this football team still about winning. And, and you don't learn those by rebuilding. You learn those by winning and doing the things that it takes to win. So I, I'm not in – we're not making this decision because it's it's throw in the towel and play the young guys. If I was doing right. that, I'd say start Tyler Buckner. Right. I'm not doing that. I, you know, I'd say start – there'd be a lot of guys I'd say start. I also think that making a quarterback decision built on, well, hey, it's just throwing in the towel is not fair to, to, to Jarrett Patterson and, you know, some of these older guys that are trying to play at the next level. With the entire defense. Right, right. Um, <laughs> who I, need this season to be successful. Yeah, so right. we're making this decision because I, I think at this point in time, because of what we're seeing, and now maybe some time away and some time back and some a chance to sit and watch maybe helps Jack get mentally right. And if Drew falters, you can go back to him. But I'm making this decision thinking we're going to give Tyler or Drew his shot. This isn't just a game. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make this move, and we're going to make this move, and we're going to give Drew the same kind of leash that we gave Jack. You know, uh, so that that's where I'm at. So no, so getting back to the, you got a couple more super chats, Vince, before we kind of get it. back to that's so getting we're back at. to this. So you're yeah. Tommy Reese, we're Tommy yep. Reese. There are things he has to do differently. Correct. Right? Give me some a couple of the things that you think first and foremost have to change, like now. Well, one, one thing, and we're not one thing, about the line playing better. Right, 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 right. You understand? We're assuming the line is pretty much what it is. It may get a little right. bit better here and there, but the line is what it is. Exactly. So, what I would do, uh, I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't max protect a whole lot. Um, there's some times to do that, but I would not do that to the extent that they were doing it uh, in the last game. I would instead of max protecting, I would have uh, quick options to get the ball out instead of the max protect situation. Mm -hmm. Okay. So instead of using my two running backs to you know, stay in and block tackle or I mean uh, defensive ends. I don't mind chipping. I don't mind doing some of that, you know, slow those guys down a little bit, but then they're going to be out there getting ready to catch a pass, right? I think that could be more effective for Drew Pine than keeping all those guys in and only having three guys run routes. I, mm -hmm. I want options for Drew Pine, okay? So that's the first thing I'm going to change. No more max protect unless there's something that we're seeing where we need to give him some time to load up and, and push something down the field, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Um, the, the second thing is I'm, I'm coming hard with some RPOs, to be honest with you, because it's quick decision. It's quickly getting the ball out. Um, you know, things like that. I'm doing that a lot has of has to be part a big part of a Drew Pine offense. Has to be. Has to be. And yep. And they've got to have some more creativity with that, Vince, because what they're doing on Saturday, it's like they were doing it early and it was kind of working. And then teams did some things to adjust to take what they were doing away, and they just said, Oh, huh, well, they figured it out. We're done. Right. We're done. That's, That's it. Yeah, exactly. Like there was a play on Saturday where they ran an inside zone. And that safety comes screaming down in the red zone. You know what good teams do to that? They bang a quick RPO behind it. Chip Long did this back in 2018 with Ian Book. And Ian Book had several good throws behind that. Brandon Wimbush hit this a couple times in 2017 to Chase Claypool. I remember it. Uh, I think it was at NC, NC State and Wake Forest where he rode that thing. That safety comes downhill, backside, and he pulls it and throws a quick post right behind it for a, for a, a chunk gain. If they'd have done that on Saturday, it's a touchdown. But – there's no creativity to their RPO game right now. 
and that if you're going to start Drew Pine at quarterback, that has to become a focal point of what you are doing. I want I want you to respond to this comment. Yes, Brian. because it puts less emphasis on the line. Okay. Exactly. So if you haven't, if it, I don't recognize your name, so I'm assuming that you're some a new listener to the show. I would encourage you. There's a video we did back in the spring uh, where we, we we got in the film room and we broke down what an RPO is. What people have to understand is an RPO is completely different than a read zone. A read zone is a play that's been around. A concept's been around for a long time. It's where you're running the you know you're running the ball, and the quarterback's going to read a guy and he's either going to keep it or hand it off. And if he keeps it, he's usually running, or he's getting outside, and then you may pass off of that. An RPO is this. We're going to run the ball. Offensive line is executing a running play. Nothing changes. The running back is executing a running play. The receivers are executing pass routes. The only person that has a decision to make is the quarterback. He's either going to hand the ball off based on numbers and leverage, or he's going to pull it and throw it. So they ran it. For example, they ran a play. They ran an RPO on Saturday. And the first play of the game is an RPO. Okay, they handed the ball off, and Kyron Williams. They were in a spread looks, so a, a double bunch spread outside, and they ran. They were double stack, and they kind of just did quick look screens. Okay, Cincinnati was completely spread out. Notre Dame had five on five essentially. You got a body on a body. Kyron Williams made a great cut behind a double team, sixteen yard gain. Okay, RPO. Later in the game, they ran a play again. This time, however, Cincinnati knew that Notre Dame wasn't throwing the ball out of that alignment, so they actually reduced their linebacker, and they had their safety crash. Next thing you know, it's seven on five. They blew the run up. Jack Cohn's got – I think it was Jack. Jack's got to pull it and throw it outside. Line's still blocking. So what you've now done is you've now protected your line because they're not capable of blocking numbers or certain players, and you're now – getting the ball and throwing it outside. It takes pressure off your line because now you've put the defense in a tough spot. Whereas, Hey, if you want to try to get, get, get kind of sneak peeky inside, that's okay. We're going to pull and throw the ball outside to every Davis and Chris Tyree and Karen Williams and, you know, brain Lindsay and guys like that. So that's why you do it. And that's why you do it with this offensive line. This notion that RPOs don't help your offensive line doesn't make sense to me. If you understand what an RPO is, because, if you're going to say that RPOs don't help your offensive line, then what you're saying is you should never run the football. Right. I mean, how yeah. else do I take yeah. events? Right. Never run the football because your line can't block. I mean, that's, that's the only conclusion I can, I can draw from that kind of comment for people that, that get what an RPO is in my opinion. And, and when, when you run an RPO there, you're reading one to two guys basically and the whole point is to make those guys wrong. Mm-hmm. And so you're almost pulling two guys off of the defense because you're reading them and making them wrong. Does that is that a fair thing to say, yeah, Brian? Yeah. Because absolutely. you're reading you're reading somebody for the run and then you're reading somebody for the pass. I always say make it you're making yourself right, but it's the same thing. I mean, it's just yeah. different terminology. Yep, absolutely. And and it's again, you're taking people out of the defense, which is helping your offense right and if you're outnumbered in the in the run game it's easy you pull and throw like it, it's 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 when once you wrap it over and over and over and it becomes like second nature and the quarterback understands the read and he does what he's supposed to do it's like stealing 
I mean, but you have to be creative with it. And that's yeah, you do. the staff is not no doing question. their job. And Absolutely. you have to do that with Drew Pine in the game. You have to. If you're not using RPOs as Drew Pine in the game, then you're not doing this coaching football thing correctly, in right. my opinion. Right? You just And you're not using your talent correctly. Absolutely uh, agree. So, so here's another thing, too, is I, I think that uh, the whole – you talked about the perimeter and all that. I think the other thing is you got to stop force-feeding the run. I'm sorry. Oh, I, you I don't care who, who the are. quarterback is. That's Stop. that has to happen. I'm I'm not using 12 personnel hardly at all anymore. I, I'd go more 10 personnel before I'd go 12 personnel. Uh, and if you're going to go 12 personnel, then put freaking Kane Barong in the game and throw it to him. You know what I mean? Because your, your your tight ends aren't blocking right now, and your offensive line can't block in the run game. So all you're doing is is you're limiting your offense by force-feeding a, a 12 personnel grouping onto the field. That's got to change. Spread it out. Do when they like, do, Be more creative with your motions, and don't just send guys on motions. Do things off of them. Send them on a motion and bring them back around on a verse. You know, do shovels. Do, do things that force the defense to be looking this way at the snap of the ball. And just sending a guy exactly. on a motion doesn't accomplish that alone. You know, send a guy on a motion and run him on a wheel route, which we saw that against Wisconsin, mm-hmm. right? They did that with Joe Wilkins, sent him on, and bam, next year he's wide open, right, for about the easiest 18-yard gain that Joe's ever going to have. Great scheme. But then we don't see those things anymore. And so uh, there, I feel like their script has been creative the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But once they kind of get off that 15, early 15 yeah. plays or so, yeah. it just kind of goes back to old reliable, which is 12 personnel and – Look, there's never ever an excuse for Mitchell Evans to be on the field over Logan Diggs, Audric Estime, uh, Lorenzo Styles, Deion Colsey, any of the starters. I mean, just and honestly, the way George Takis is playing, as high as we were on George this summer, George has not earned being on the field. I can't justify him being on the field right now, Vince. Right, completely and agree. So you know, spread it out and, and do things that way. Use your receivers to block on the edge with certain things if you need to, you know, with with coming down and seal blocks and things like that. I mean, you have to be willing to change who you right. are. Because if they right. keep doing this 12 personnel stuff, and I don't care who you put a quarterback, it's not working. And your tight ends can't block right now. That's None something of them. else. Your perimeter run game also has to get better. You have to be more outside zone, quick pitch, um, buck sweep. That stuff all has to be part of what you do. And stop running it into the boundary every freaking time. I can't stand that. You're going to run into the boundary. I get that. But when you have a bad line, you need to give your backs even more room to work. Correct. Um, you just, you just Get them out to. in space. That That's what you have to do. You have to get right. them out in space. Now, you also have to be able to seal the end, which if – and I know this isn't a line show. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you need to find a way to seal that end, and taking a drop step is not the way to do that. So – that has to change. I do, however, wonder if you can at least a little bit. Um, like part of me wonders if you. There's a couple things that I would consider doing. Number one is is doing this off of a read, where you're reading that front side end. Okay. You know, maybe using your tight end you, to, your, to to block the backside, okay. but use your your quarterback to read that front side end. If he comes screaming up, you can either have him kind of run the opposite way, which I've seen Notre Dame do in the past or throw off of it. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe run like a, you know, running, maybe do it like with a swing action, you know, maybe yeah. 
maybe fake inside zone action. You know, if you're in two backs, you know, the guy to my right, I'm running inside zone action. He's then just going to block the backside, right? And then I'm pulling and I'm throwing a swing pass to the guy that's away. Now, him right. being away allows that 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 sweep action to time up, that buck sweep action to time up a little bit, right? Okay, I see what you're saying. The point is you got to be creative a little bit with yeah. this because your offensive line really sucks. you got backs. you got that's two the other really thing. good backs. My entire offense is being built right now around Kyron Williams and Chris Irie. Everyone else is a compliment to them, in my opinion. Now, that doesn't mean they're the best player. Michael Mayer is still the best player. But right now, it's too easy for teams to game plan for Michael Mayer. Right. Cincinnati decided not to game plan for Michael Mayer. And look what happened. They thought they were good enough to defend Michael Mayer by themselves, and they weren't. They weren't even Florida, good enough to Florida defend State. an injured Michael Mayer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> future teams won't be that Correct. foolish. Correct. And so you have to use the, you have to build around them. Put Kyron Williams outside more. Get him outside at the snap and throw him the ball. You know, let him do some things that way. Those are things you have to do, Vince. And then, you know, use your speed. But then also, you know, are there some things you – here's the rub. There are some things I think you could do with read zones with Drew. I think you need to be able to run inside zone and have him be willing to pull. And he would you know? be. He's, he's a willing runner. Yeah. I mean, look at that that scramble that he had where he took that guy yeah. on. He didn't duck out of bounds. My I, fear is he's yeah, a buck 90. He's going to get hurt. Right. And my yeah. other fear is Drew seems Drew strikes me as the kind of kid that's going to be like, I'm going to put my shoulder down and get that extra yard. And that's never, ever what I want him to do in I mean, 2021. It it showed me that he wants it, which I did appreciate. But they need to sit him down and have a conversation with him. Be like, OK, man, look, if you're going to be our ride or die, if you're going to be our guy, then you got to take care of yourself. Yeah, unless you, it's third down or 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 the or sure. or the pylons at stake. Sure, but you need you to get what we, you, you get and go down. <laughs> you need to take them over to the baseball stadium and you <laughs> teach them how to slide. Okay, like there's certain things that no, no, you have to do for self preservation. Sliding, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a die forward guy. <laughs> hey, what? Either the way, slide stops it. Yes. Either way. So, Here's yeah. something else that I think is gonna is gonna have to be done. If you make this decision, Drew's got to be the guy. He's getting seventy percent of the pass reps because here's something I think has hurt this football team, and I've been kind of thinking about it. We're seeing uncharacteristic drops in games. Some of it is I think guys getting in their heads. I think Kevin Austin a little bit in his head. The other thing too is Jack Cohn and Drew Pine throw a different football. Jack's ball comes out pretty tight. It doesn't jump out like it doesn't explode out of his hand. It's real accurate. It's real catchable. Drew's comes out with a little bit more, a little bit more. There's more revolutions to it. Yeah, and it comes out. Yes, a little bit more like a rocket. Like it the, comes out. It just comes out. Like, it's not. Yes, more revolutions is harder to catch. Yes, uh, and, and so it, they need that time with him. It's like kind of why didn't you know lorenzo styles didn't have any problem with it right well why because lorenzo's caught a million balls from drew pine exactly how many balls has kevin austin caught from drew pine not enough how many balls xavier davis caught from drew pine? right i don't think it's a ton and, and so uh michael mayer has but they were they did stuff they they were at camps together they had been doing stuff in height they were in the same recruiting class they they were at the you know the the opening together right they've right. done things together Right. But other guys weren't. So I think that is something that could potentially because there's a lot of people saying, Are you guys gonna talk about the drops? And all? Uh yeah, we have a plan to get to that, but 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 that's something to me that is Drew throws that ball a whole lot different than Jack. Just the arm angle, the height, Jack six three and throws the ball from here. Drew is five eleven, right? 
everything about how Drew throws is different than how Jack throws, in my opinion. So I think that's the other thing is is picking your guy and letting him get that work is going to be important to me. So and, and then a lot of the other stuff, Vince, is stuff we've talked about. High lows, you got to do more stuff like that. No more four verts on fourth down, you know, get Drew on the run, you know, on fourth and five, get him on the run and run a flood concept where he makes the read. And if it's not there, he can, he can, you know, run and move the chains. Cause that's what he is as a runner, right? He's a move the chains runner. He's not, he's not Ian book. He's not Brandon Wimbush. He's not Everett Golson. He's a move the chain runner, which is fine. I'm good with that. I like that. So those are things that I, that I think we need to do. And then the final piece to me, Vince is the Tyler Buckner plan. It's terrible right now. I it's it's terrible from a play selection standpoint. Um, and, and it's terrible from a timing standpoint. I don't. It breaks the rhythm of whoever happens to be the quarterback, and we saw it in this last game. It absolutely it broke Jack Cohn's rhythm. He was in for two series, and then you bring in Tyler Buckner, and you put Tyler Buckner in a position to be unsuccessful. It's third and twelve, and you've got him trying to throw, and it, it just it's not going to end well, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that. I didn't like when Drew Pine was in, and he's moving the team down the field. You get a first down, and then you bring in Tyler Buckner, and you were probably you were at what like the forty yard line, something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like you're in field goal range. You're not in the red zone. He runs the ball up the middle, not surprisingly, going back to the play calling uh, that I didn't like with him. Now you're second and 10, and you bring Drew Pine back in, and you give him one less down to get what he needs to get. Mm -hmm. You have to have a clear-cut, in-stone plan for Tyler Buckner, whether it's you're going to use him um, in the red zone, right? Every time you're in the red zone or short yardage, he's coming in. That's it. It's happening, right? Uh, if you, okay, if that's the plan, great. Or you know what? He's going to have the third series of every half. Okay. If that's the plan, then fine. I don't like that plan, but I'm saying I need to see a plan, like a clear cut, not like, well, when we're backed up and it feels like we need a spark. uh, Right. No, that's not a plan because Toledo had never seen it. Can we, can we finally all admit that? Like, yes. So here's my thing with Drew Buck, Tyler Buckner. A couple things. Number one, uh, he needs to have a defined role, as you mentioned. He needs to be the red zone short yardage guy where everybody knows when you get in this situation, Tyler's coming in the game. Right. Uh, I would also have a Tyler Buckage personnel grouping that he practices with every time he takes a Yes, run. yes. And it's going to be like Logan Diggs at running back. It's going to be Lorenzo. It's going to be Dion. It's going to, I'm just throwing name. I mean, it can be whoever uh, it's going to be Lorenzo. It's going to be Dion. It's going to be Logan Diggs. And it's, you know what I mean? And it's mm-hmm. something like that, you know, Michael May or something like that. Right. Whatever. Uh, absolutely. What I would do. Absolutely. What I would do. Uh, whoever that package is going to be uh, and maybe have Avery Davis in there. Something like that, that, that package is going to happen every time. So you're not just running Tyler Buckner in there. You're running Tyler Buckner in there with guys he's taken every single rep with. There has to be some comfort there. I also think, as people have mentioned, we ha- you have to, we have to see more of a of a diverse package from him. And then Tyler's yeah. got to make better decisions. There's yes. twice on Saturday Tyler has to hand the ball off. But I think part of it too is is he's pressing. He's trying to go make a play. Right. Because he doesn't know when well, he's going to be back they're looking at me there. to make a play, you know. Right. Yeah, no, just, absolutely. Just execute the offense, buddy. You, you let your talent take over within the framework of what we're trying to do. And so I think that's the other thing that needs to be to, needs to be better uh, when you talk about the Tyler Buckner package is 
there has to be there has to be a little bit more diversity to it. I think that um, I like I'd like to see some power read stuff in this, which is a a, a, a quarterback run that's been effective for Notre Dame in the past. Uh, there needs to be some some throwing action there early downs. I I don't want to see Tyler Buckner in a third and ten dropping back and throwing straight from the pocket. If you're going to throw on third and ten, then what you do is you have Tyler roll out to some sort of trips formation and try to find somebody open. And if it's not there, you run them. You don't, you don't pass them. So to me, that's the thing is I am okay going with a Tyler Buckner package, but it has to be redefined from what it is now. It can't be a thing where you put him in, in the middle of a series on first and 10 at the 45 yard line. You want to put him on first and 10 because you just got inside the red zone. That's fine. But that's the other thing I would do. The other thing I would do with Tyler Buckner is I would go tempo. I think you got to go fast with Tyler. You cannot give the defense time to get lined up. You have to you, you have to have four or five play calls in the run game. You have to have four or five pass concepts, and that is it. And those are the only plays he reps snap after snap after snap. Yep. But when he's in the game, you've it's got to be a full changeup. It's got to be tempo. It's got to be – I mean, I'm talking if you're going to put him in the game in a normal situation. If they don't want to just have him be a red zone short yardage, if they want to put him in a normal situation, that's fine. But when he's in, I don't like it, right? But if you're going to do that, then you ha- you can't just say run the offense and it's gonna we're going to add a read zone. No. You have to have a Tyler Bucker, Tyler Bucker package, and you have to go tempo. Because if you start letting the defense get lined up and Tyler's got to start Absolutely. going through the shifts and all – you're, again, this kid did not play football last year. He's played one year of football in the last three years. You're putting more on him because of his God-given ability. You're, you're kind of thinking he's further along than he actually is. Mm-hmm. I think this simplification in every single way, shape, form, or fashion would be good for Tyler. Well, that's why we like the package in the first place, right? right. It's a, it's a slimmed-down version of what they need to be doing. It gets him on the field. It, you know, It allows him to play. It allows him to be – you know on the field for the first time in two years, right? Because you, mm-hmm. I would not feel comfortable having Tyler Buckner be the starter in 22 if he hasn't played football in three years. Like that would – I would not be comfortable with that, right? So they're getting him time. They're using his ability. He's a talented kid. But I want to make sure that they're doing it right. And everything that you just said mm-hmm. there just makes so much sense. Right. And I felt like they were heading in that direction when they first started bringing him in, but they haven't evolved it at all. And they're not using him in a manner that is consistent. And that's the disturbing part for mm-hmm. me. So we have this comment right here uh, from Eric1863. Do you guys think if it is Pine, could it turn out to be a 2018 book starting at Wake Forest? I know different circumstances, but it could be the spark the offense is needed for a game. It certainly could be. Yeah, I mean, let's absolutely. not forget the offense looked every bit as bad against Ball State and Wake Forest or Ball State and uh, Vanderbilt as it has the last two weeks. In my opinion, I certainly, certainly yeah. could. Yeah, I'm less skept. I'm less. I'm less confident in that because I don't think that the offensive line's as good. I, you know, because even though they look like they look bad the week before against Vanderbilt, they still ran for over 200 yards against Vanderbilt. This team, I mean, this team's. I mean, are they even? Are do they have even 400 yards yet in the, on the season? I don't. Mm. I don't think that they do. They're averaging 80 yards a game. So nice. yeah, they're about four hundred. Yeah, eight, eight, eighty times five. They're barely over four hundred yards in five games. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think that they're as good up front as that team was. Yeah, and that wasn't a great O line, but it was at least a competent O line, and that was before Alex Bars got hurt. So uh, I definitely think we could see a spark. But you know, Ian was also a year older. 
than Drew is now. Ian was in his third year. Yeah, it was his second year. And Ian had played a bunch the year before, whereas Drew never played. I mean, Ian came came off – Ian started against North Carolina the year before, came off the bench against LSU, came off the bench against Miami. They blew a lot of teams out that year, and Ian got a lot of playing time. So a little different circumstances, in my opinion. We got sure. another super chat here or another comment from John Monte. You guys do a great job. I always love these. Like you do a great job, but I'm going to tell you, you know what you're talking about, <laughs> but you need to run hot reads to get rid of the ball fast. Yeah, okay. So that. no, no, well, we didn't say hot reads because here's no, the thing. True. We can talk about all types of things that Vince and I like, but we're trying to give you things that we would do within who Notre Dame is. Right. Exactly. And, and Notre Dame doesn't run hot reads and you don't just, if you don't just if you like hot reads and, and I, I would sort of build them in. I was a hot read guy, but I wasn't a I was a, a guy that liked to build hot reads into my concepts, which is what Vince said earlier. That is something Vince talked about, like, you know, build more unders and some things that mm-hmm. kind of give you a chance to dump it off. Those aren't necessarily hot reads. Those are those are throws that, that you know, I'd call them blitz beaters. You know, there's different things you can do. Sure. Those aren't hot reads. But Notre Dame doesn't really do hot reads. They don't really do side adjusts because hot reads are side adjusts, basically. That's really not who Notre Dame is. Uh, there are things they can do within the framework of what they do that give you the same purpose, which we've talked about. Every time we talk about, you know, throwing, doing unders and running arrows and swings, that's essentially what that is, John. And that's what we've talked about a million times going back to the summer is when we talk about creating more levels concepts. Well, what's the point of having a levels concept? Well, if the linebackers come, I've got a high low right behind it that I can throw the ball to. If the the remaining linebacker jumps my hot route or my crossing route, I can just throw that quick end behind it or that deep end behind it. If the two linebackers come and my guy can outrun his man coverage, then I got a little crossing route to get to. Right. But those aren't hot routes. Those are parts of your offense that you that is your read's going to take you there if you see pressure. It serves the same purpose. Yeah, Notre Dame's just not a hot route side adjust kind of team. Right, never have been. And, I mean, and that's not yes. something you add in the middle of the season. Yeah, that, that's something that requires a whole off season of preparation for. So anyway, but but so Drew Pine is you know we're kind of in the place now where where the circumstance the reality of the situation is Drew Pine needs to be the quarterback. We are both fans of a Tyler Buckner package, but mm-hmm. not the Tyler Buckner package that we've seen really the last few times he's been in there, right? Since the Toledo game. Right. Definitely not the Tyler Buckner package we saw on but, Saturday against. But that's not his I mean, it's not even his fault. I don't know. No, it's think. not his, and, and, none and, of and, our criticism is on Tyler. Yeah. And 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 again, I agree he, that the package isn't big enough. They're not and they're not using it at the right times, but he also needs to make better decisions. And we talked about that. So um, it's, it's twofold, but I don't know how many reps he's getting in practice. Like, I don't know how often he's getting in the opportunity to be that guy. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, um, if you want him to be that spark, if you want him to be that guy, then you need to practice him that way. And again, I, I don't know how they're practicing him. It just, it doesn't look like he's getting a lot of work, um, to mm-hmm. me. Tyler? It just doesn't look that way. Yeah. yeah. Tyler. That, that, yeah. it just doesn't look that way to me as I watch the games and, and yeah. I could be wrong. But the 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 proof isn't there for me. That's so. why I think it's important for him to have a personnel package. Yeah, a, a Tyler same guys. Is, yes, and he's yeah. throwing a million routes to Lorenzo and Dion. He's throwing right. him and Lorenzo Styles or Audric Estime or both of them. I mean, heck, I wouldn't mind seeing a red zone package where you've got, you know, Logan. I mean, Audric and Logan in the game. 
Sure. You know, I mean, just take get, get, again. It's not that you're. We've already said that the two running backs are the best part of this team as a unit, right? Michael Mayer is the best individual, but they are the best thing you have right now as a unit. But that doesn't mean that your other guys can't bring value in certain situations, right? Right. Absolutely. And that's where that's where we're coming from. Is I, I would like to see that as part of it too. So we, we have a super chat. I want to grab here, Brian from uh, R J G Irving. Thank you. Very much for that. He says, agree with the switch to Pine, but at the same time, Madden needs to sit too. Send a message to everyone. Time to step up and accountability. Yeah. But well, uh, don't I, disagree. I, think, I don't but, disagree with that either. And I, but I think, you know, there needs to be, at the very least, a rotation. You know, everybody's blaming Kane Madden, but here's the thing Kane Madden is, I would encourage y'all, there's there's actually some film on, on YouTube. And I sent this to Vince this summer when, when we first heard about Kane Madden, mm-hmm. where it's just, it's just the Marshall offense. And I yeah. want you to watch Kane Madden play at Marshall. I want you to watch how he comes off the ball. I want you to watch his footwork. I want you to watch how he gets off to the second level. I want you to watch his pass pro. And, I, and then I want you to watch what he does this year and, and tell me that that kid is being coached worth right. a darn. You know, and to yeah. me, that's in the days is, is you can, you can put someone else in for Kane Madden and I would, but it's not going to be any different. This is not a right. personnel problem up front. Everybody's like, it, this is my frustration. It's, yeah. it's it's we need somebody to blame, right? That that's somebody that we can actually do something about right now. We can bench Jack Cohn. We can bench Kane Madden. We, but that's not going to change the. It's not going to change the core of what's wrong. Jeff Quinn's not going to become a better coach because you've put John Dirksen or Rocco Spindler or Andrew Kristoffer in the game. Right. Just not. Right. So, um, but, but no, I, I don't disagree. I would, I would play some of the younger guys. I would look for as bad as the line is. It, it's amazing that he's been so unwilling to make changes. He, he's going to pull a quarterback at the drop of a hat. You know, guy drops a pass. He's pff, get him out of there. You know what I mean? Right. But God forbid an Not offensive the old line, line baby. <laughs> you know, I mean, it right. took him three games to finally give Andrew Christophe a shot, you know, and, and it, that's something you should have known at halftime of the first shot. game. Yeah. Still Rocco Spindler through five games. The, the guy spent half the spring working with the first team offensive line. And we've had to watch this just disaster of a line and Rocco can't get a snap. Well, he doesn't know the offense. Okay. Then run the three plays <laughs> that he <laughs> yeah. knows. Seriously. And, and let him go mall people. Or you, or you know what? Uh, he's right next to the best lineman that you have. Whisper in his ear. Yeah. Hey, block the defensive end. Like, I don't even care yeah. <laughs> because you know what good Never offensive really. lines do? They literally point out who they're going to block. They're, yeah. I, I'm coming for you. And then they do it, right. and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Like, I, I, I don't know, man. If you're good, you're good. If you're not, you're not. There's mm-hmm. just not a whole lot of wiggle room for me. Lucas Chapman had a super chat that we missed early on, and I apologize, Lucas. And I appreciate you sending it back, not in a super chat. Yeah, Thank you, you very much. Uh, he says, I sent this in a super chat, but – it." It helps Tyler with Drew starting. It makes for a healthier QB competition for next offseason. He can learn a million things just by watching this season. I could see that. I mean, I, I see the logic there. Yeah, I don't know if Drew starting it really does anything about that, though. I, I don't. I guess I don't understand how Drew starting. Well, I think it makes for a healthier competition because you've got now you're going to have two guys with experience going head to head with each other. I oh, guess. Oh, then in the it, it helps. Actually, helps Drew. In okay. The yeah. Because if Jack was starting the and Tyler was playing, yeah. then by the end of the year, Tyler would have had more snaps and he would have had to leg up in the right. competition. 
Yeah. So I think it helps Drew that Drew is starting, but I, I you know, I, I think Tyler can learn a million things, but I think that was going to happen no matter who's starting a quarterback if they use him correctly. Now, I don't think that Drew starting is going to necessarily change anything for Tyler because it's not like Tyler's getting all – they're not going to put Jack Cohn down on scout team. That Jack Cohn's going to be the backup quarterback. He's still going to be the number two quarterback. If Drew gets hurt and he's going to be out for a period of time, they're going to put Jack in the game, just like we said all year about right. how if Jack Cohn goes down, it wasn't going to be Tyler Buck. It's like I've had this discussion with a couple people – including someone who works for me that you know, he kept saying Drew Pine's not the backup quarterback. And I'm like, yeah, he is. Well, why does Tyler go in? Cause Tyler does something different than everybody else does. Well, look what happened when Jack got hurt. You know, it was, it was Drew that went in. Okay. Tyler wasn't help. Okay. But it was always going to be Drew. That's why Drew's starting now, you know? So uh, to me, those are the things that, that, that I look at and say, um, Hey, look, this is, this is going to help. Drew's Drew's got to have a role. I mean, Tyler's got to have a role. It's just got to be the right role. Thank you for yeah. that, Benjamin. Um, but yeah, Lucas, thank you for resending that. Again, we Much we don't purposely skip super chats. It's just the way that Streamyard works. Sometimes we lose them. So, uh, Vince, I think that's gonna I think that's gonna do it for today's show. Okay. Uh, I want to appreciate every appreciate everybody joining us. So, Vince and yeah, I, yeah, it's kind of our off believe, schedule. <laughs> yeah, Vince and I both believe um, that it's time to make that move. Uh, Stinks for Jack, but this is about your team. And I think yeah. right now the team needs something different. You can't just keep trotting the same people out there and hoping, is this the week the line gets better? Right. You know, um, that's where we were. And as and we, we said the summer, I feel like Notre Dame can win with all these quarterbacks. And that hasn't changed. And that's why I'm maybe a little bit more willing to make the move now than I would be if I didn't have as much confidence in Drew. And you say this every time you come in the chat. We don't <laughs> I disagree love with you. I love it's, it, man. It's fine. We're cool with it. I'm with Rep you. Fan, we, man. we agree. I agree. He should play more. So uh, so anyway, that's going to be it. We're going to be back tomorrow. We're going to do a breakdown of the Notre Dame offense stacking up against the Virginia Tech defense. We're going to move forward. We should probably know that by then who the starting quarterback is going to be. And, um, and hopefully we'll be able to kind of dive into some analysis of that. We'll do defense on Wednesday. Thursday we'll do our predictions. And Friday we're going to have our mailbag. So here we go. going to be another crazy busy week. I appreciate everybody being part of the show. Vince, I appreciate you making time, staying in lockup instead of going home today after school. <laughs> Luckily uh, the, the uh, baseball field was unplayable today. I know, right? Vince was like, uh, well, we have practice from 4 to uh, 530, but, you know, it may get canceled. I was like, oh, God, please get canceled. <laughs> so, little mushy. Uh, little mushy. Yeah. So anyway, everybody have a great rest of your day. We will talk to you again very, very soon.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.